on this episode of the Mothman and the Bible Belt podcast, West Virginia rockers crown the witch dish on their debut EP, This Curse, the West Virginia music scene, and whether or not Dead Face Down is over. The rockers also discuss whether Cher should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and they give their two cents on rock band Morbid Angel. Join me, your host, Buck Fantastic, for another exciting episode of the Mothman and the Bible Belt podcast. It's eclectic chit-chat of otherworldly origins. Welcome to the Mothman in the Bible Belt podcast with your host, Buck Fantastic. Cookies. Crown the Witch is a rock supergroup with band members of Dead Face Down and Rasclat. The band's current lineup is Rusty Williams on guitar, Jason Bays on guitar, Steve Carpenter on drums, and Stu Smith on bass. They're all here. Let's go back to the beginning and discuss how it all went down. Me and, me and Steve and Rusty have known each other for what? 20 over 20 years oh, yeah. and uh we did the whole ross clot thing and then uh after that was over you know we still hung out all the time and everything and dude i just remember when crown the witch we got online and and rob our first drummer had posted online that he really wished that there was like a stoner rock band around here and since there wasn't one he wanted to start one and just Put the question out uh you know anyone interested and i know i commented i commented Stu commented and i think jason did too mm. and um well, within said, probably 10 i mean literally like 10 to 15 minutes of that post going up and the comments going in um we we had our first practice set up so yeah just kind of snowballed from there um i wasn't doing anything musically uh dead face down heads had I think you guys were already done by then, right? Like, yeah, we, we had already down had stopped. Stu was, we were all just kind of hanging yeah, out. I took a 17 year hiatus from playing music. Yeah. Yeah. So and we were all just kind of like this band and another band called Halen, but primarily this one. We, yeah. we were basically just sitting on riffs and thought, well, let's get together and see what happens. And it's just kind of, yeah, this, the, the train has never stopped moving. So when did Crown the Witch officially form? Uh, 2016, probably. Yeah, yeah around 2016. Why no lead singer? You know, we all had our um, our own opinions on it. To be honest, I've always felt like if you're going to have somebody, you know, if you have a platform where you know you've got people that are paying to come out and listen to your music or whatever, uh, you should have something to say, right? And mm -hmm. um, I always am very, very particular about vocals, but when we started this, we weren't really, we didn't really have a vision for what we were going to do. We just wanted to jam, right? Like we wanted, we had these riffs, we all wanted to play, and it felt so good to to play these songs and to play these riffs without vocals because in my head, you know, these riffs mean something completely different to me than they do to Jason or they do to Stu or they did to Rob at the time. So, you know, we were basically like, let's just play these songs and let people interpret them the way they want to interpret them. And um, we kind of kept to that. Now, 
we're not opposed to, you know, someday trying to add some vocals. You know, we've played around with it. Um, Ourselves. We, yeah, we, we've messed around with, um, you know, just doing some covers. We played the show there back in 2021 and covered a Primus song. Um, and, you know, and we did the vocals to that. But, you know, it's it's something that we're open to, but it's not it's never been a focus. Um, if we found the right person that had the right stuff, you know, um, and, and we all felt like like it worked we would we would be receptive to that but right now it's just not a priority and it never has been we're still having fun just writing riffs and 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 jamming you know no i think i think me personally it's Stu talking by the way that mm -hmm. the style that these two play together when it comes to guitar riffs it's almost like someone singing anyway it's i mean still melody driven it's yeah. very melodic with no singer who's the miss ross of the band Oh, a diva? Oh, who's the diva? Uh, I don't think we really have one. So no one throws chairs at anyone or throws tantrums? Oh, that's me. That's Jason. Yeah, well, yeah. if anybody's going to get salty, it's probably going to be Jason. But I'm, I'm the it's, never, it's never over music. I'm just know? a teddy bear. The thing about the, the... And the one thing about... We're all friends, you know, and we've all, like Jason said, we've been friends for decades and decades, so... I mean, every band, I'm sure they have arguments and disagreements and all oh, that. We've all yelled at you know, each other and quit the band. In a yeah, I quit the band once. Yeah. <laughs> I even Jason actually, quit repeatedly, like so many times. He just quit earlier today, actually. <laughs> I'm not, I even I'm quit as soon as this call's over. Yeah. I even one night, uh, we wrote a song the night after uh, I said something to Steve. And it was quite <laughs> funny, but I won't go into that because it probably doesn't need to be Appreciate talked about that. it. <laughs> So, yeah. but no, we all get along fine. It's we we operate. This band is a true democracy. If we come in with a riff, and you know, three of us like it, one of us don't. Well, we're playing it, you know. But it, if we we like to vote on everything, and it's, so far it's all functioned just fine. We don't argue. Um, you know, again, we're all friends. The reason that we do this is to have fun. We all wanted to just play riffs, have fun, make music with your friends. It's what it should be about in the first place. And we don't let any of the bullshit distract us from that. So what inspired your 2023 debut EP, This Curse? Oh, I mean, we recorded it in what, 2019? Yeah, 2019. And, um, you know, we did it with a, a previous, actually that was what, two lineups ago. That was two drummers ago. Yeah. Um, you know, so when we recorded this project, we had every intention of getting it out um, immediately. Things didn't work out that way. We had some lineup changes and we just basically shelved it. Um, the thing is our, our buddy Barry recorded it. You know, he did all of the engineering and, and mixing and we thought he did an awesome job. Um, Barry ended up, unfortunately he passed away. Um, he, he got cancer and, and lost that fight. And, um, you know, we basically just, all came together even though those songs were recorded with a different lineup um you know we we wanted to put it out the way he recorded it and the way uh you know he put the project together and we're all still very proud of those songs and proud of the way that it came out we decided to call the the ep this curse because i've always joked that the damn thing was cursed we put it out you know we recorded it we were going to put it out then COVID happens um, you know, the rhythm section of the band, no offense, Stu, he was part of that, but they fucked off and went on their own ways. <laughs> so, you know, we were sitting on this on this piece of music that, you know, now the only two people that were still part of this project and, and were part of that 
recording were, were me and Jason. So we didn't know what to do with it. We brought in, uh, you know, we ended up getting a different drummer. Um, that he kind of, you know, took the band in a different direction in a more progressive technical direction. That's not really where we wanted to go. It wasn't a good fit. So that situation fucked off. And <laughs> we're still sitting, you know, we were still sitting on these, these songs. And basically we had resolved that, um, you know, we just weren't going to put it out. And we kept going back and forth. And we're just going to shelve them, whatever. And then we decided that we would put them out, send them out to get them mastered. That whole process fell through. And I mean, it just felt like every single time we were going to release these songs, something happens and fucked up the whole process. And it never happened. So once, you know, when, uh, again, unfortunately, when Barry passed away and we resolved that no matter what, we are going to put these songs out. Uh, you know, we thought this curse was an appropriate appropriate title plus for they've because, all been you know, through I mean, illnesses yeah. yeah at least jason and rusty both have all have both dealt with illnesses through life hell rusty's a cancer survivor well and jason is too, jason steve's, is too. Steve's, steve's been through we've all had like yeah, i had a heart attack just, in september yeah it's like, i'm the it's only a, one that didn't have anything crazy it's like the circumstances surrounding releasing that that really short piece of music was really gnarly and we felt like it was cursed so that that's where the title came from and if you look at the 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 cover art on that isn't that your, your yeah that's an x-ray from one of the many times that we've had medical fuckery go down with this band but <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know we just keep you put your head down and you focus on again i think i know for me when i was going through cancer and dealing with all that shit um you know the the thought that really kept me positive through all of that was still being able to play music and create things with my friends so you know this band um you know although we've gone through our, our more than i think our fair share of challenges especially when it comes to personal challenges and medical issues and all that you know the the camaraderie and the ability to still get together and make music with you know with my brothers uh that's that's what keeps us focused and keeps the smiles on our faces basically it's the way i look at it in case you haven't caught on yet, all of the all of those song titles, they're all they're all strains of cannabis, all of them. Um, I'm a I'm a big proponent of of cannabis use and cannabis legalization. We need to normalize the shit. It saved my life through cancer. I'm actually the patient advocate on the medical cannabis advisory board. So all of our song titles, since you know we wanted to people to be able to interpret the music however they want. We can call the songs whatever we want. So we named them after strains of weed. <laughs> is it even cost efficient to release physical releases anymore since everything is so digital? No, I think if you, no. well, I don't know. I think that all depends. It all depends on how much you tour, you know, how often you're <laughs> out playing live and, um, you know, what percentage, especially if you're on a label. Now, we can do whatever we want as an independent band, but a lot of labels nowadays are actually taking merchandise, uh, percentage of merchandise sales. So, so uh, it, it can be a, yeah, an interesting landscape to try to navigate. But as far as, um, you know, the underground metal and heavier, you know, on the heavier side of things, People that like the music that we like, they do tend to buy vinyl albums and they do tend to buy CDs. And that's where and it's at. Like that, yeah, so. if, if you've got a dedicated fan base, then it can be, I wouldn't even say profitable, but you can sell hard copy vinyl, maybe CD, especially if you're autographing it, things like that. Everything else is just probably good. Well, that's the, that's the other thing too. If you're actually out there on the road and you're on tour for like a week stint or a two week stint, 
You're going to need those sales yeah. to go from show to show. With yeah, you're not going to make anything off streaming. I mean, exactly. Yeah, so yeah, you still have that. to have that side of the aspect. T-shirts is probably better than than like CDs or something like that because that's, you know, you can still get digital, but you can't, you're not going to get a digital T-shirt. So, yeah, and that's the thing with us, you know, back in the, when we were in Rosclot, you know, um, that's back when the CD market was still thriving, right? And um, we played a shit ton of shows every year. It would have probably been a, a smart business decision to actually produce and sell CDs. We didn't do that. We Every piece of music that we put out, we just gave to people, you know, with the disclaimer, hey, burn this and give it to your friends because we didn't really give a damn about making money off CDs. We wanted you to get 10 of your friends and come to the show and beat each other up in the mosh pit. That's what we wanted. And, by um, and that formula worked. You know, it, it worked out really well. People, they love free shit and you give them a CD and you're like, hey, you know, burn this, give it to your friends. Uh, it was cool, but nowadays, you know, where CDs, that's that's not really what the kids, actually, some kids going to local shows in high schools, they don't even know what it is. They probably never owned a CD player, so, you know, streaming. I'll be 15 in February. I've owned my car since 2018. I have never put a CD in the CD player. Right. Not once. Right. My new truck didn't even come with one. There you go. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, we're all about just, we just want people to to uh, share the music and um you know when we play shows come out and have a good time with us was daryl hall wrong to sue and file a restraining order against john oates for trying to sell out share of hall notes music to primary way let me give that let me give that question to jason <laughs> yeah i don't i couldn't tell all i know is those two whoever wrote that shit is slick because I, i'm a big fan of some Daryl Hall and Oates, yeah. some, some hall and oats tunes but as far as like the inner workings and fuckery of their i don't care about that shit. Like, but I, I, I will say huge pussy to file a, a restraining order against oats come on man have you seen him <laughs> yeah he's so little he ain't gonna do nothing nobody like print size yeah i don't know anything but i think it was underhanded to sell his half of the publishing rights or whatever the hell doesn't even work somebody else shows up and was like i'm oats now well he looks <laughs> like <laughs> AI. <laughs> Daryl Hall and not Oates. <laughs> what was more damaging to music? Napster, LimeWire, and Kazaa, or Columbia House and BMG's 13 cassettes? 10 CDs for a penny scam. Oh, God. You know, I, I actually... I think Kazaa, maybe. My thoughts on all of it, though, again, like, I don't know that any of it really hurt music because it's all got its pros and cons. You know, back in the day when we were jumping on even you know the days when we were jumping on napster and, and limewire and all that and stealing tunes off the internet we were you know it was the market of of mainstream music was still very small you know it's like you had to be in the right place at the right time to get signed on the label and then your label actually had to give a shit enough about you to put promotional money behind you for people to even know who you are then the internet shows up social media shows up and blows all that shit out of the water and everybody has a platform now you know it's like everybody has the ability to get their music out to the masses and um, it was inevitable it was it, yeah once the internet came about it was inevitable and it's like anything else it's a double-edged sword right like you know? now i mean if you're in music for the money um i can see where you're where the issue comes in because again you, you know streaming and all that there was the weird Al clip the other day. What was it? He said how many millions of streams he had, and he made like twelve bucks or some right. shit. You know, I mean, it, it was devastating as far as the financial aspect. But 
you know, um, I, I do really appreciate the access to just everything. You know, I mean, so I don't know. It's a double-edged sword, but making money by I'm, not a, I'm not a capitalist, so I don't really give a shit about like the money part of it, and I never have. You can get exposure it's... without a label now, but you can't make the money you would have made. Right. right. So that's yeah, it's six. You know, it goes up and down. Right. I prefer. I'm not out to do anything or be famous. I'm fine with just getting stuff out there. Right. I don't even care. What distinguishes West Virginia rock from Kentucky and Ohio rock? Oh God, wow. we got less big cities. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And nothing as big as they got. So we're 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 more underground. You got more realness in the music and yeah. The, I mean, honestly, and the lyrics for us. I mean, we can play here locally, but we're better off to go outside of the state because of what you just said. There's like four or five places you can play. Well, and I think state. that if, again, I, my philosophy on all this shit, and I've just I have seen it in the music scene. I saw it in the tattoo industry. Like there's some talented fucking people in these hills, man. Like, oh my God. I lived in California, played music out there, came back to West It's like the music scene here just destroys as far as on a level of talent anywhere else I've ever been in my life. The problem is there's no like networking and bands when they start to do something rather than you know trying to do what they can do to lift up the scene and make everything better it's all like well look at what i'm fucking doing right it's always like everybody's fighting for that little piece of the pie when they if they just realize that if we all work together we could have i mean we could do the same shit that seattle did in the 90s we could do that kind of stuff because the talent has always been here and i think that comes from just lack of shit to do you know it's like you grow up in the middle of like one of these hollows and there's not shit to do all day when you're growing up, but there's a guitar in the kitchen, you know, there's a guitar search, chilling search, in the search, dining room. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. I mean, you just, um, you know, it's something that musicians here, when they, when they really get into their instrument, they tend to dedicate a lot of time because it does help just combat the monotony of yeah. living in West there's Virginia. There's nothing right? else to do. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean... I do think it's always been a problem here. There's too much competition when there should be, you know, community building. And I think that if we could ever get the bands to understand that, we could really show not just the nation, but I mean, the entire world, what West Virginia musicians are capable of. Look at Sierra Farrell. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and claim it on your fucking podcast right now. Sierra Farrell is making a name for herself in country music right now. She's going to go down as one of the greats. That was the next question. Were you all shocked West Virginia native Sierra Farrell went country versus folk rock? I mean, no, hell no, no. Sierra Farrell didn't go country. Sierra Farrell went Sierra Farrell. Yeah. She has always been um, just an insanely unique artist and she does what she wants. That's one of the reasons I've always respected her. And um, I'm glad that she's finally getting the attention that she deserves because Sierra Farrell's a bad motherfucker. She mm -hmm. writes some amazing songs. So I'm stoked for her. And I, I hope that she, uh, I hope the whole world sees what we've all known forever. I mean, again, like you see those shirts that say like Dolly, Loretta, Reba and all this shit. No, they need to add Sierra to that list. And one day they will. I, I just feel it. Who in the West Virginia rock scene do y'all want to seriously bitch slap at the moment? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Oh my you god! Know, I, that's the how thing, how long though, is this? I, I don't. <laughs> I'm not. I'm going to go ahead and say, like, to me, I don't have that attitude towards anybody. You know, there's no there's the one, music per, the out one person there I would name has already been bitch slapped by justice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, you know, uh, like, he's gone. Yeah, I'm. I'm not into all that. You know, it's like I'm that. 
that type of shit though you know that's what i'm saying like there's bands out there that i'm not really into their music and there's bands out there that we've encountered that have had complete asshole musicians we could sit here and talk all we could just talk all kinds of shit but that doesn't help more build the scene that doesn't help oh yeah morbid angel i will say as far as like sign bands all of the people from morbid angel can fuck right off uh-huh. and they can stay fucked <laughs> off for as long as fuck and off soil is off. and american head charge yeah but as far as local <laughs> local west virginia musicians even if we've had disagreements or whatever i still want all these fuckers to do well because if they do well they get some eyes on them then we get some eyes on us everything works out for the better if we work together and i'm not Raj and Todd talk. lifts all boats yeah i'm not going to shit talk west virginia musicians but you want to record, record a con- uh, uh, an episode about why morbid angel and american head charge are some of the biggest uh, in music oh we can we can talk that shit. <laughs> who all do you guys want to see in the rock and roll hall of fame next year Jeez. oh shit. Wow. pantera that's yes. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Well, I don't at keep, least I'm. I don't keep up. Well, Didn't they just put Rage Against the Machine in there? Yeah. yeah they I put don't. my favorite band of all time in there. I don't give a fuck. They need to put Clutch in. There. Clutch. I'd be happy yeah, to see Clutch in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But um, yeah, I don't. I don't really. I don't know that any of my like idols have have missed that. I think they're all in it. Should Sonny and Cher or just Cher be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? It's been nearly 60 years since their first record. I think just I, I, I don't know. I think they both should. Yeah. He got her started, but musically, he what? They, they had, I got you, babe. He said babe a few times. He said babe. He said babe. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you want to get down to it with career and all that, yeah, mm-hmm. Cher. Well, keeping Cher out of it is fucking bullshit. <laughs> She sang backing for the Ronettes, Be My Baby, Darling Love, Christmas Baby, Please Come Home. Cher recently sang uh, lead with Darlene on backing vocals on Christmas Baby, Please Come Home, on our Christmas CD. Uh, Cher also sang backing on the Crystals, the Do Run Run, the Righteous Brothers, You've Lost That Loving Feeling before her and Sonny made it big. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, she yeah. a bad motherfucker. She oh, should yeah. absolutely be in there for 100%. sure. hundred percent. I don't yeah. think Sonny should, though. I'll, yeah, I could put him in a ski accident. Often. <laughs> I don't think she would have got where she got. No, well, he he definitely helped boost her career from being back up to getting out front, but uh, she left her job. Put him in the ski accident, all the face. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Steve, have you ever done it with Cher? <laughs> <laughs> I had to sign an NDA with her and Frankie Muniz, and uh, we're not allowed to talk about it. Jason. Is that face down over? Well, it seems like I, I would say yes, but we always get brought back somehow for like, like a night. You, you never know if we're going to like a year or two from now, we're going to be like, hey, let's get back and do a Halloween show at the Parrot or something just for shits and giggles. But effectively, yes. It's a, there's not going to be new music or anything. That's not it. Yeah. The, the last time was our friend Scott Cameron passed away and we did a benefit for him. Yeah. For his family. Whatever happened to Nick Nacho and Ian Brown? Well, um, we still hang out a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nacho's in uh, what's the name? Violent, Convictions. Violent Convictions. Yeah, Violent Convictions. It's like a hardcore band, I think, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And uh, Ian just—he's super dead now. That's pretty much it. Yeah, family focused. Did he find religion or want to get into gospel music or something? No, no, nothing like that. <laughs> I had Dead Face Down guitarist Chad Fisher and Justin Johnson on a few months back. 
Will y'all be doing any dates with Rewind the Walkman in the near future? I don't know if that music would mesh up real well, but I'm definitely going to support the hell out of them. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. that. That's the thing. We're not focused on tour right now. We've, we've got some, I mean, a mountain of riffs and ideas that we're kicking around. Like, I think our focus right now is putting out the most badass album that we can possibly put out and then we'll start talking through some shows in there somewhere but yeah. nothing like not a string of shows yeah we'll start yeah. talking about tour and all that stuff once we, we put the next record out we're all old men with jobs too so yeah yeah mortgages and kids and yeah and uh you know frequent surgeries shit like that <laughs> who are your favorite west virginia rock bands I was hoping we'd get this question. Mm -hmm. Chum, Foro, Mono, fucking. Yep, yep. Carmen to Burn. Carmen to Burn. Carmen to Burn is my favorite. Clutch for the years they came Horse Bird. <laughs> Chum, Foro, Mono, Carmen to Burn. I mean, yeah. yeah those messenger vessel guys are carrying it up. <laughs> check them out. They used to check out Brett and Circus, too. They're doing yeah, a hell of a band. Hell of a band. Hell of a band. <laughs> Stu, did Rob Halford sell out recording the bygone duet with Dolly Parton? Hell no. no I, I, I don't know. If Dolly Parton called me right fucking now and was like, hey, bro, I'm you want to record plane. a song? The only acceptable answer is <laughs> He yeah. probably screamed at the top of his lungs like the diva he is, right? <laughs> whatever, whatever Queen Dolly wants you to do, you just you do, it. you do it. Did you all buy Dolly's Rockstar CD? Well, her newest like, album? Like buy an album? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I haven't I bought a physical copy of it, but I added it to my iTunes. Yeah, it's, it's like in my, my Spotify list. list for sure. <laughs> yeah. And all the motherfuckers that were hating on her, what, a couple weeks ago when she came out doing her thing, at, was it at some football game? Oh, yeah. So, she can't give a fuck. Dolly Parton can do whatever the fuck Dolly exactly. Parton wants to do. <laughs> yeah. Just putting that out there. I kept reading on social media. I was like, what is wrong with these motherfuckers? Let Dolly do her damn thing. She's more punk than most of them. Anyway. She is. Yeah. That's the problem. She did grow up in a holler. She's more punk, and they, these motherfuckers are just salty about it. Jason, do you think if Ian Brown made a sex tape with a Kardashian, Dead Face Down would still be together making music? I'm a little surprised that didn't happen. No, he would have. He would have left us behind, and yeah, he'd be some kind of Instagram influencer or some shit at this right. point. And, <laughs> and we'd be like, uh, you know, he used to be in our band. Right. And it's actually Ian, but I want you to keep saying Ian because it'll irritate the hell out of him. <laughs> Do you all have any upcoming dates you'd like to plug? Yeah, yeah. Uh, February 9th uh, at, I believe, the Blue Parrot. There's a Messenger Vessel show. That's my other band. Pretty sure it's at the Parrot. The rest of us will all be playing with ourselves at home. <laughs> I want to thank my special guests, Rusty Williams, Jason Bays. Steve Carpenter and Stu Smith of Crown the Witch. You can buy Crown the Witch's EP, This Curse, on iTunes for $4.95, and you can stream it on Spotify and Reverb Nation. Crown the Witch is on Facebook. For Mothman in the Bible Belt podcast guest bios, episode breakdowns, and links to social media, please visit www.mothmaninthebiblebelt.com. Thanks for listening.